peace of Christ be with you. Let us now take three deep breaths together so that our presence may be open to the Spirit among us. Friends, near and far, let us worship in beloved community. Good morning. Would you join me in our call to worship? Gracious God, you invite us to gather together as one body. Let us rejoice as one and give thanks. We gather to encounter the Holy One who calls all things into being. Let us encounter your holiness in this place and at this time. We gather to celebrate the living Christ, who you loved before the foundation of the world. Let us worship and rejoice in the risen Christ. Will you join with me in our community prayer? Let us pray. God, we know that you are always with us but we often forget to turn toward you in our distress. Sometimes we wonder where you are, when in reality, we aren't really listening to your voice. We get so busy with our personal affairs that we can easily forget the needs of others. Sometimes we seek the world's glory rather than your glory. Help us to keep our eyes on you, Lord. Lead us in ways that bring us closer to your holy presence. Help us to work toward the kingdom of God here on earth. Our prayers continue in quiet. Amen. Friends, know that we can always listen for God. We can always turn to God because God's love for us is abundant and unconditional. In Christ, we are forgiven. We are made new. We are set free. Thanks be to God. Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the month, which means it's Birthday Blessing Sunday. If you have a birthday in May, happy birthday. May is always a special birthday month for me because my other two family members both have birthdays in May. If your birthday is this month, may it be a time of celebration for you. I'd like to share with you a special May poem. It's called May Night by Sarah Teasdale. The spring is fresh and fearless, and every leaf is new. The world is brimmed with moonlight, the lilac brimmed with dew. Here in the moving shadows, I catch my breath and sing. My heart is fresh and fearless and over brimmed with spring on your birthday and truly throughout this coming year may your heart be fresh and fearless 
just like a May spring night. That is my hope and my prayer for you. Happy birthday. Now receive this birthday blessing. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. As we move into our time of joys and concerns, I should say, if you hear any background noise, that's because as I speak, part of the sanctuary and the narthex is being painted. And that is a great joy as the repair work from the flooding draws to a close. So let that distraction be a reminder, in fact, of our blessings right now. Speaking of that, I invite you to share your blessings, your joys, your gratitudes, as well as your concerns, your, your worries, all that you're carrying with you in the chat function, if you have that available to you, uh, depending on the platform on which you're watching this, or perhaps journal them or just lift them up in your own heart or with your own voice, wherever you are. With that, let us come together in a posture of prayer as we share with one another all that we're carrying. God, indeed, we do pray as a means of opening ourselves to your grace, to your wisdom, to your touch. We pause to draw to mind that for which we are grateful, that we might be reoriented to the goodness in this life, We name as well now the concerns of our heart for those near and those far, for troubles that are small and those that are great. We pray now that we might become instruments of your healing, of your shalom, and your new creation here on earth. And we pray these things, and indeed all things, in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. From a distance, the
scripture reading from today is from the book of John chapter 17 verses 6 through 19 listen to what the spirit has to say to us today as Jesus speaks to God 
on behalf of the disciples. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they receive them and know them in truth, that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on, the, on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours, all mine are yours, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you, Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in the truth. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. What is this scripture passage all about? It may have seemed confusing. It was for me and I went to seminary. One of the main reasons that is so hard to understand this scripture passage is that it was written down at around 90 current era or CE, and it was addressed to a diverse audience. The listeners would have comprised Romans and Greeks, Jews and early Christians and Gentiles. And the passage uses language that reflects Hellenistic thought about the cosmos or the world and logos or the world, the word of God. And layered on top of that are these distinctions between the mystical world where Jesus and God will be together 
and the world here on earth where the disciples will remain. So now, what is this passage all about? It's about God offering loving protection to the ancient disciples who are left behind in the world after Jesus died. And the good news is the same loving protection is also offered to us as future believers. In the prayer we just heard, which is sometimes referred to as the high priestly prayer, because it's Jesus praying to God and speaking directly to God, Jesus asked God to protect the disciples and protect them from evil that might befall them. You see, Jesus spoke these words to God just before he was to head to the Garden of Gethsemane. There, Jesus would be, port would be betrayed by Judas and arrested by soldiers and officers of the chief priests and the Pharisees. Jesus certainly knew of what was about to happen to him after his arrest. He was going to be crucified and would no longer be with the disciples in the flesh. Jesus knew that the disciples would be at risk of persecution after he was killed. In fact, the early followers of Jesus in Jerusalem were being persecuted and thrown out of the synagogue for spreading the word of Jesus. So the disciples were at real risk of becoming outcasts in society, or worse, maybe killed. You see, the followers of Jesus challenged the authority of the temple Pharisees and other high priests. So what Jesus and his disciples were proclaiming was a change in how power was personified, perceived, and put out into the world. So Jesus prayed to God. His benevolent prayer for the disciples and for us is like the loving care of a parent or a guardian for a child. Similarly to the way that Jesus kept the disciples on a safe path while he was in the world, God offers us guidance on how to stay on a healthy or non-destructive spiritual path today. God acts like a shepherd to help keep us safe. And like a good shepherd, it can, it can also feel like a little nudge sometimes or a course correction when we know we are on the wrong path. 
So how do we experience God's loving care? Well, sometimes we can get a glimpse of feeling one with the divine, like experiencing a radiant spring day. Or sometimes it feels like the joy while singing of the glory of the resurrection on Easter. Sometimes God's goodness can feel like companionship, just like a friend who's always there by your side. Yes, God offered the same kind of loving protection to the ancient disciples who were left behind in the world after Jesus died. And that same kind of loving protection is also offered to us today. Howard Thurman, one of the country's great preachers, author, and philosopher, wrote a book called Jesus and the Disinherited in 1949. He used the words of Jesus to propose a Christian approach to the issues of discrimination and injustice against African-Americans and Jews and other minorities. He recognized that the fundamental idea of being a child of God in his own life as the grandson of slaves could begin the process of healing because it establishes, as he called, a ground of personal dignity. He wrote that this alone is not enough, but without it, nothing else is of value. Knowing that God loves us like a child of God is like complete acceptance of who we are. Yes, God offered loving protection to the ancient disciples who were left behind in the world after Jesus died. And that same loving protection is also offered to us. God's loving protection and care can show up in the world when you least expect it. I heard a woman named Ruby tell her story recently at an online event for the Center for Domestic Peace in San Rafael. She is a Hispanic woman who has two young children her husband was abusive, both verbally, or I should say verbally, emotionally, and physically. He also was a heavy drinker, which probably made her life even more unpredictable and probably exacerbated the abuse. She wanted to leave her husband, 
but she felt trapped. You see, she hoped to make a better life for her children and for herself, but she depended on her husband financially. Finally, the abuse was just too much. She knew that she had to do something so that that cycle of violence would not repeat itself in the lives of her own children. In her desperation, she called the hotline for abused women at the Center for Domestic Peace. She was told the words that she needed to hear in that moment, you are not alone. You see, beloved community was there for her when she probably least expected it. Ruby is also an example of someone who needed to dig deep inside of herself as an individual to see her own dignity and self-worth as a child of God. Maybe it was God that guided her and helped her to turn away from evil and the evil ways of her husband. Yes, God offered loving protection to the ancient disciples who were left behind in the world after Jesus died. That same loving protection is also offered to us even when we least expect it. I wanna share a good Samaritan story with you that isn't from the Bible. It's a true story I saw on PBS. A black man was raised in segregated Daytona Beach, Florida in the early 1900s. And schools then only went through seventh grade where he was. So the family of the young black man scraped together enough money for funds to send him to high school in Jacksonville, Florida. However, at the train station, the boy was told that he had to pay extra to send his baggage. Buying the ticket had already left him destitute, so he had no more money to ship his trunk. And penniless, the boy sat down on the steps and began to cry. Then a stranger, a black man dressed in overalls, walked by and paid the charges. He didn't introduce himself and the boy never learned his name. Yes, God's loving protection and care can show up in the world when you least expect it. Yes, God's loving protection can also look like us reaching out to help others when we 
least expected of ourselves. Valerie Carr is a Sikh American. And let me tell you briefly about how her life was transformed because of 9-11. She ended up becoming an activist because she saw all the hatred and anger toward the Sikh community after the devastation of the World Trade Center. And it totally changed her life. Now she's an author and a speaker. You may have heard her TED talk. In her book, See No Stranger, she reminds us that the stranger is that part of me that I do not yet know. She invites us to be able to see that migrant child at the border as our own daughter. And again, Howard Thurman reminds us of how we can be part of God's beloved community. He says, do not be silent. There is no limit to the power that may be released through you into the world. Yes, God offered loving protection to the ancient disciples who were left behind in the world after Jesus died. And the same loving protection is also offered to us sometimes in ways that we least expect it. Sometimes we can be the one to bring love and hope to the stranger among us. So where do we find Jesus's hope in the prayer that he spoke to God? There is hope where we can convert our fear of the other into solidarity with the other. You see, we are part of God's plan in the world. So let us go out and do God's work with loving care and hope in our hearts. Oh, and by the way, the young black boy with no money to ship his bags with him on the train at the railroad station, that was Howard Thurman. When he wrote his autobiography, he dedicated it to the stranger in the railroad station in Daytona Beach who restored my broken dream 65 years ago. Amen. Before a few announcements, let me say thank you for your ongoing contributions, whether it's payment on your pledge to the annual fund or payment toward the capital campaign. 
as I drove in this morning, they were laying the foundations for the new church sign. Your generosity continues to bear fruit. So thank you for supporting us through this really difficult season. A few announcements to share. As always, check your bulletin. Check your e-news delivered into your inbox each week. If you're not getting that, let the office know so we can make sure you're on that list. There you'll find opportunities for education and your own faith enrichment, from Bible studies and classes to mindful and soulful hikes to yoga, body prayer, to fellowship picnics. There are all kinds of opportunities for you to get to know one another, for you to deepen your faith and expand your spiritual journey. There are also opportunities to serve, dropping off lunches, dropping off diapers each Tuesday morning so that those who are in need can be supported in some tangible way by us. Ways to serve the church, whether it's through worship leadership or other teams and committees that really drive the ministries of this congregation. Perhaps, in fact, you have an idea of something you would like to do or offer so that we could continue to be a living witness to the resurrection right here in this corner of the world. Finally, simply repost this, share this worship service on your social media posts wherever you uh, consume it so that others might see it and be blessed by it. Let others know that we are back open for indoor worship, taking all the necessary safety precautions. But also know if you're someone that needs to stay away for whatever reason, that we are in the midst of acquiring new equipment, which will allow us to better live stream the services, probably as the fall gets underway, so that uh, we will truly be worshiping as one body as time goes on. We will continue to support distance uh, connection for those of you for whom that's important. So now, having worshiped and shared with one another, let us draw our worship to a close with our closing hymn. Hymn 346 is For the Healing of the Nations. It's a newer hymn in our hymnal and may not be familiar to everyone, so I will line out the melody first.
Let us now receive this benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you.